It is BS.show. Uh, I was going to say BS in the morning. That's the old show. It's now BS.show. Who's calling me? I can't talk right now. I'm on the air. Uh, I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And we do this every morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on three radio stations. We call the Trammelcast, 104.5 KSLQ, AM 1350 Crap, and 107.1 Westplex. You okay, Shelly? I am. You with me? Of course I am. Okay. I'm always with you, Brad. First off. I'm like that bad penny. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm scratching my head a little bit because of what's going on in New York City. we got the new mayor who comes in and says he's going to be tough on crime, and they have a new prosecuting attorney. And, you know, he's, uh-huh. doing, he's doing the same thing like the San Francisco and the, and the L.A. and the St. Louis prosecuting attorneys. He's changing all the things the prosecuting attorney's office will, will charge, and he's downgrading certain things. Like, for example, armed robbery. Okay. That, that's now a misdemeanor. What? It's a misdemeanor. Honest to God. Armed, it's a mystery. A misdemeanor. If you go into a store and you hold a store up at gunpoint, it's a misdemeanor. That's that's I'm crazy. going I'm going like, okay, no what so so once again, think about this. Like, for example, if driving over a hundred miles an hour was punishable by a fine of a dollar, how many people would be driving them down the highway to hundred and ten? I don't know. A bunch. My car won't make it 110. A bunch. There'd be all sorts. And I know that yours won't. Well, there'd be all sorts. Well, listen to you. There'd be all sorts of people <laughs> you driving. You over 40, Brad. Driving down a highway to 110 miles an hour because of the fact if you get pulled over, you get a dollar ticket. But as of right now, if you get pulled over for driving like that far over the speed limit, it's like sometimes they can actually put you in the back of the squad car and yes, take you to jail. Because uh, once you get to a certain level of traffic incidents, it becomes a non driver's license bail whatever you know what i mean in other words you can't post your driver's license as bail you had to actually show up in court okay. i've never posted bail so i don't know the intricacies of it why don't you enlighten us well believe it or not when i was working for the police department that's part of what i did i think i told you the story that when, uh-uh. I, when I when i got into the radio business after i graduated from college and while well, i'm still working on my my graduate degree which is a waste uh that <sighs> That that I had all this, I still had friends in the police business, and a couple of our, shall we say, staff members ended up in the Gray Bar Hotel, and the the silk stocking law firm that represented the radio station couldn't get these guys out. So my boss calls me up one night and says, hey, so-and-so's in jail. Our attorney can't get him out. Can you get him out? I go, how much time do I have? He's got 24 hours. I had him out in 12. <laughs> because How'd you do that? Oh, well, this guy, this guy was, this was, some people aren't very bright. This guy had, uh, he got arrested, he got pulled over in St. Louis City, he ran a red stoplight, okay? So when they ran his driver's license, he had not one, not two, but three outstanding warrants in three oh, different dear. three different municipalities in St. Louis, all traffic violations. Oh, you know, he had okay. he had FTAs, failure to appears. He had, you know, got a traffic ticket. And they never showed up in court. So they issued warrants for his arrest. So he's in jail in the St. Louis City. And I call St. Louis City and I say, okay, what's bail? And they go, well, no bail. But the problem is we can't let him loose because he's got outstanding warrants. So I, I end up, this is over the course of 12 hours. This is what I did one, my day, one, one day at work. So I call, I find out what the three municipalities are that that have warrants out for him. So right. I called. So how'd you find that out? I asked the police department. I, you know, oh, okay. I, 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 I asked, I asked, the, I asked the person, you know, at, at, on the desk in St. Louis City. I go, what were the warrants from? And they told me he's got a warrant, blah, 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 blah. So I called okay. the individual departments 
And one, right. I actually had to talk to the municipal judge, which I did. And the one guy waived it. He says, he says, I will call them and I will waive extraditions. In other words, they didn't want him. So <laughs> the deal was I arranged with the other two police departments that like on a, it was like 7 o'clock at night. I can't remember the different departments. One of the police departments picked him up. They went down to the city jail. The, the city released him in custody of another police officer. Once again, they swapped handcuffs on him. They took the city police handcuffs on him. I think it was might have been Crestwood. And the Crestwood officer put his handcuffs on him, put him to the back of the car, took him to the police station. I posted bail. So he was, re- but then I couldn't get him back. He wasn't, he still wasn't mine. So then the next meeting was Marlboro. So I had to call Marlboro Police Department, and Marlboro showed up. Their officer, once again, they took the Crestwood cuffs off the guy, put their Marlboro uh, cuffs on the guy, took him to the Marlboro Police Station. I posted bond there, and I had, I took, I told my boss, I said, it's probably going to take $300, $400 in cash. So the, 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 he says, he says, can you just front me the money? And I go, yeah, I will. So at the time, I think I had $500 in my name. So I go to the bank and I take out $400 cash. So I get to Marlboro. This is the second police department. They pick him up, release him. And that, so therefore, he was now released to me because I bailed him out. So I drove him home because his car was impounded. And, and the next day, he, somebody picked him up and drove him to work, okay? So my boss was impressed because the station attorney, because once again, a lot of these like silk stocking attorneys, they never deal with this kind of stuff. You know, they're so dealing with corporate law. So explain the silk stocking attorney. Um, That's like the Thompson Coburn um, what's the, the all females or no? No, 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 no. That's it's a term they use for like yeah. very elite law firms. In other words, got it. It's okay. like it's I like, wasn't. I didn't know what that meant, and I just wanted to make sure. It's like the big boys downtown. It used to be used right, to be the right. used to be the, the 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 mercantile tower downtown. Now it's the Thompson it Coburn Tower, and and I can't remember the well, there's one in Clayton. Um, fancy. They moved out of downtown. They fancy schmancy law firm. I mean, and typically what they do is they do a lot of rich people they do a lot of you know wealth management stuff like that and they do a lot of corporate law so they're they're you know they're on retainer from you know all the different local businesses i mean like the big businesses like you know name a big business and you know thompson coburn probably represents them so they don't and they don't most of the time they don't do much criminal law at all i mean it technically some don't do any criminal law and once again it's the stupid little system you got to play so anyway, that's my stupid story. Okay, and it sort of leads into what I want to talk about. I heard this okay. described yesterday. I will just say the ni- man's name is Mike. Mike was okay. born in North City, Walnut Park area. If you know where that's at, my grandma, one my, well, my grandma used to live in Walnut Park. Okay, yes. now a very, 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 very tough neighborhood. You don't want to be in Walnut Park without a gun. And no, I, you do and not. I'm telling you. And that was Tiffany's digs. Um, right. She, you, when she worked for the city. That's right. I forgot that. She was an EMT in Walnut Park. So you know what yes. I speak of, right? I'm not kidding when I say it's a tough neighborhood, right? Right. She took me down to the Crown Candy. I'm like, oh, let's go to Crown Candy. And she's like, Mom, stay with me. Do not right. you, wander around. Right. You got to be careful. You need to stay with me. You got to be careful Walnut Park. Although I have no problem going yeah. through there. I was through there about a week ago, but don't ask me what I was doing there. Okay. So he was born in Walnut Park, one of six kids. And by the way, did I say his name is Mike? Mike. Okay. Yes. His dad was a city cop. One day his dad didn't come home. Not that oh. he got injured at work. He just decided he didn't want to be married anymore. Didn't want to take care of six kids. So he abandoned his family. 
So, so it's a flight thing. Single, single mom, six kids, trying to raise them in North City. A local business person who happened to be an ex-cop found out about the situation, the plight of this family. So being an ex-cop, he reached out and decided that he was going to try to help this woman and her family. And the oldest son was Mike. And when Mike, Mike at the time would have been like, you know, in his 12, 13, something like that, 14 years old, he didn't want him going to city schools. This is the business person that reached out to him and decided he was going to send him to Chaminade and paid for because Mike was Catholic and this business person was Catholic as well too. So the business person reached out to the family and said he was going to pay for Mike's education at Chaminade. Mike didn't have a car, didn't have a way to get there because he didn't have any money. So he rode the bi-state bus every day from his house in Walnut Park to Chaminade. And in return for this, the businessman had him work at his business. This is all in St. Louis. The businessman is paying for his education at Chaminade, but it's not a free ride. When he gets off work, he has to get another bi-state bus and go and go to this person's business, the businessman's business, and wash cars. So this goes on for a while, and pretty soon the businessman, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, the Mike graduates from Chaminade, goes to college, um, and then uh, the and he's but he's still working for the businessman, and he's and he and he moves his way up from washing cars up into. Uh, another department where he's actually now a salesman at the, at, a, at the businessman's car dealership. Does very well, does so well that the businessman promotes him to the manager of the truck department. Does so well with the truck department, he makes him assistant general manager of one of his dealerships. Then the businessman has a business in central Missouri that's not going too well because of the fact that the Business is sort of tailing off. It was a van conversion company. They were building conversion vans and selling them at this businessman's car dealership. So he sends Mike down to, I believe, Lynn, Missouri, and company down there. And Mike sees that the conversion van business is not going well anymore generally, and the conversion vans are not in favor anymore because they get terrible gas mileage and people aren't buying conversion vans because, you know, they used to be hot. So he decides he's going to change the conversion van business into... An ambulance company. They're going to build ambulances. And he works very hard at that and turns it into the third largest ambulance manufacturing company in the, in, the, in the United States. So then he decides he really likes, he likes doing what he's doing at this van conversion company, building ambulances now. And he decides that he wants to own his own car dealership because he's very impressed with this businessman who took, in, took Mike under his wing. And he gets to own a car dealership at 28 He's the youngest car dealer, youngest Ford dealer in the country at 28. Runs the car business for several, several, several years, and then decides he wants to go into politics, sells the car business for millions of dollars, and goes into politics. Okay, do you know the two names? You know who Mike is? I lost her. She's gone. Mike is... No, 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 no. I had my thing turned down because I didn't want to bother you. So the one name is Mike. His last name is Kehoe. He's now the lieutenant governor. He's wow. the lieutenant governor of the state of Missouri. And the businessman? Dave Sinclair. How'd you know? Because Dave Sinclair was a cop. Right, ex-cop. 
ex-cop. Right. Started a car dealership and did very well with it. And most of the and guys... And was a good human. Yes. And, oh God, I used to buy... Back in the day, and I'm not bragging. This was for my business. This was not for personal use. One day, I went in there and bought three cars. <laughs> bang, 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 like that. Three cars. And it was to the point where, you know, you had a relationship. Dave would come out in the showroom, and he'd shake your hand. I remember one time... I'm in the back, you you know, because I was picking up one of our cars, which was in for service, and I'm in the back, and he comes out through, like, the rear entrance, and he's going out to his car, which is parked, like, in back of the dealership, and I'm standing there, and I'd met him once before, but he'd know, he had no idea who I was. You know, well, he, you know he probably meets 100 people a day. He has no idea who these people He probably knew who you were, no, Brad, he didn't. because he, he had no idea you who were, you were. Um, no. And, and, and no, at he, the peak of your trust career. Me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm way far away from that now. I'm on the Stop down, it. I'm That's on the, not what I meant. I'm on the slippery slope, and somebody's covered it with oil. Anyway, uh, no. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, not true. No. Not this year. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year. Remember... <laughs> I won't say that. Remember what nope. Bob Cochin said, but I won't. Okay. Anyway, no, he no, had no and, idea who, um, who the hell I was. Hard no. Because I'll tell you why. He said why? to me, as he walks by me, I'm standing there. The way it works was you paid your bill and you stand there and the guy would deliver your car. They'd deliver it right to, you know, you'd stand outside and you know, right. when you'd pay it, they'd go, uh, like a porter would come and drive your car up and they'd literally drive it up to you and open the door. Hey, here's your car, sir. And I'm standing there waiting for my car to come up and he walks up to me. He says, hey, he says, just get your car fixed. I go, yeah. He says, everything go okay? I go, I don't know. I have, don't have it back yet. He says, let me see that bill. So he grabs the bill from me, and he writes in big letters, half off next time, Dave Sinclair. And he says, next time you come in for service, half off. It's on me. He says, just show them, now, show them that, and they'll give you half off next service. I go, thank you, sir. And he walks off. Okay? So. <laughs> Didn't you just want to hug him? But, he, but see, once again, there's something to be said for a business where the guy who owns it is on the premises. You know what I'm saying? That, that is very, very true. I mean, there are all sorts of businesses that you and I deal with on a daily basis that whoever's name, not necessarily their name, but, you know, if, if, if it could be a different name, but they're there in the business. It's not like they got to call corporate, you know, or, you know, or like that kind of a deal. Well, you gotta, and we got to call New York or we have to call, we have to call our district manager. You know, the person is, is in charge on the premises. That kind of a thing. Exactly. And you know, um, Dave Sinclair had like the best marketing team when he was, when he was first starting out because who would have thought that, I mean, that man put me to bed every single night of my life. Thank you. Here's my address. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, but, but see, and if it's not right, we'll make it right. And I mean, that stays with me. And I actually got to say to James, Right. That we, your daddy put me to bed every night. He has left a legacy of people that remember him, that he touched, I mean, in his heart, in their hearts. But see, but that's sort of a dying breed because you look at the, it car, is a dying you breed. Look at the car business in St. Louis. The only guy who really does his own commercials anymore is Frank Bomarito. But, and, and you know what? Does and, he do his own commercials? Oh my God, yes. He's all over radio. And the crazy thing oh, about it is- he's not with who, us, so I wouldn't know. Who's the largest car dealer in, in, in the St. Louis area? I think maybe in the state of Missouri. Frank Bomarito. Is he really? Yes. The largest car dealer in the I would have thought it was Dave. No, 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 no. Frank Bomarito is like, I don't know how many dealerships. It was Lou Fuse for a long time, but Lou Fuse is now like corporate owned. It was like, same thing, like, and I'm not, I'm not. Frank Bomarito sold my mom a lemon. <laughs> well, and I've never forgotten it. And I was a child. Well, he didn't personally sell your mom a lemon. Yes, he did. He personally sold your mom a lemon. Yes. So you're not happy with Frank? No. 
I bet you if Frank were listening right now, he'd call you up and he'd take that car back. He'd say, I, it's Shelley? a little late. It was back in the 60s and 70s. Well, he'd go find it. He'd go through the junkyard. He'd find that car. He'd, he would. He'd, it was chocolate brown. My mother <laughs> loved brown, brown with a white Lando top. Oh, my God. <laughs> did it have big, fat, white wall tires on it? It did. <laughs> have fuzzy dice hanging it from the rear mirror? It was a Pontiac. <laughs> my first car was a Pontiac. A car you can't my even buy anymore. My first car was a Ford Granada. A Ford Granada. Okay, so anyway, that's the, that's the Mike Keogh story, which I thought was fascinating. Because it is of, fascinating. Because once again, you know, and 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 in, to hear, and then they, in, the, the, this was on a station yesterday, then they interviewed Mike Keogh. And he talked about the fact that now, in addition to him being the lieutenant governor, he's a farmer. And you know how he got to be a farmer? Because um, when, he was no, work- I don't. when he was working for Dave Sinclair, one of the things Dave had him do was Dave had him do work at his farm because Dave owned a farm. So and it was it's funny because here he is he says he's a North City kid and he didn't know the difference between a cow and 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 a horse you know he did it pretty funny oh that's funny because when you think about that if the you, only reason I know the difference between a cow and a horse is because cows don't get back well, up when you tip them if you live in the city <laughs> cow tipping never mind if you live in the city you don't see that many cows or horses you know what I mean right you don't. If you live out in the boonies, like if you drive along Highway 94, you see, you know, and you don't have to go too far out of St. Louis to see horse farms and 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 and, and cattle farms and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You, matter of fact, there's some of them in St. Charles County, not many anymore. There's some of them in 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 Jefferson County, but when you get out like in Lincoln County and Warren County, you see quite a few. And when you, you do. when you jump on 44, you see quite a few. But yep. anyway, that was I thought that was fascinating because once again, here's someone that that you know i mean dave sinclair could have been eh you know i got money i don't care about anybody but instead and that's not the type of man he was can i tell you one other quick dave sinclair story i would love it and i won't mention the person's name because of the fact that that i don't want to embarrass him there was a guy who worked at the old ksoq at the time was a catholic priest and he had a show on sundays and the priesthood apparently was not right for him so after about 20 years he got out of the priesthood and he couldn't find a job you know who gave him a job Dave Sinclair. Darn right, Dave Sinclair. He he was working as a car salesman at Dave Sinclair, and 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 it's funny because I hadn't seen him in like twenty years. I won't mention his name, and I walked up to him. I go, "You don't remember who I am?" And he goes, "You look familiar." And I told him who I was. He says, "Oh my God!" And we talked about old war stories at the old radio station, stuff like that. And I said, "I said, what are you doing here?" And he says, "Well, you know, as a priest, I decided I couldn't be a priest anymore, and I quit." And uh, Dave took me under his wing and, and helped me out, gave me a job. Because, you know, when you're in the priesthood, you're not supposed to have any money. You know, you're supposed to take the vow of poverty, poverty live in the, in the priest house. Yes. You know, what they call the priest house, not the nunnery. Is that what is, what is where the priest lives? They live, they live in the, where do they live? What's their place called? It's called the, I don't know. The nuns live in the covenant, the convent. Convent. And, and the, the priests live in, 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 in. Where do they live? I don't know. I'm not Catholic. You're not Catholic? They live in the no, rectory. Uh, no, smart, smartest Same religion, half the guilt. They live in the rectory. So the priests live in the rectory. The nuns yes. live in, 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 in the convent. Convent. Yes. Okay. Next break, I'm going to tell another bizarre story, which I'm like, I'm like, oh, like, oh, this is so weird and so strange that the same person, almost to the day, got in trouble and big trouble i mean big big trouble 
big trouble first time around, big, big, big trouble second time around. And it's Are you talking about me again? <laughs> no. We'll talk about it next break. 725. Okay.